You're listening to a special presentation of World Footprints, the leader in socially responsible travel and lifestyle, with your award-winning hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, coming to you live from the French Quarter Festival in the magnificent city of New Orleans. And now, without further ado, from the Hard Rock Cafe, here are Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Well, hey, y'all. <laughs> We're drinking a hookah back in one of our favorite cities, so grab a and go up for today's road trip. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to World Footprint, the leading voice of socially responsible travel and lifestyle. I'm your host, Tanya Nia Fitzpatrick, and we're joined by our faithful engineer, Ed Cole. And uh, if you didn't guess it, we're back in New Orleans for our fifth anniversary broadcast. Yes, indeed we are, dear. We are broadcasting live from New Orleans and the Hard Rock Cafe right here on, uh, right here in the French Quarter for the 29th Annual French Quarter Festival. For the next hour, we are going to travel and explore New Orleans' naval history talk a little bit about the sports scene here in New Orleans as well with some really big news with the announcement that the Hornets had been sold to Saints owner Tom Benson. We'll also preview the Festigals conference, which my wife, yours truly, will be to We'll be participating in in June, and uh, they'll be engaging in a girls-only conversation known as a divas conversation. Diva discussion. Diva discussion. Diva discussion. And so you won't hear any more guys uh, for that last 15 minutes. But uh, in any event, our phone line and chat room is open to you on Blog Talk Radio. So if you want to share our New Orleans memory that you have, or if you have a question about New Orleans, Call us at 914-803-4065. Also, don't forget to connect with us at worldfootprints.com. You've heard us talk a lot about our New Orleans extended family, and Kelly is certainly a part of that, and also the other family here in New Orleans, the Romig family. We've had Mary Beth. We've had Jerry. Now we've got Mark Romig on, but before we talk to Mark, let's go back. Tell us how much the Super Bowl championship meant to the city and to you personally. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's, I don't think you can measure uh, emotionally, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, what that victory meant to the city. Uh, here we are, uh, desperately trying to recover from, from a mess mm-hmm. called Katrina. Uh, we've got just elected a, a, a very bright, energetic new mayor. Uh, and it would go along with the Saints winning. Uh, it, 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 the the spirit of this city was lifted mm-hmm. enormously uh, as as a result of what happened in Miami. Mm-hmm. For a long time, Saints fans they certainly recognized that voice as Jerry Romig, the longtime public address announcer for the New Orleans Saints, and we're so happy to have his son Mark with us. Mark is the president and CEO of New Orleans Leisure Travel and Promotion Agency, also known as the New Orleans Tourism and Marketing Corporation. Mark, we're finally happy to have another wheel of the Romic family with us here on World of Friends during another French Quarter Festival. Welcome so much. Yeah, I already told Mark he's adopted. He's part of the family. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, we've got several more Romics I could line up Well, Mark... The past 24 hours have been exciting here in New Orleans with the news that Tom Benson, Saints owner, has acquired the New Orleans Hornets. This has got to be 
tremendous for this city. Uh, it's fantastic news for the city. If you look at what Mr. Benson did for the Saints back when he first uh, took that team over and uh, what he uh, brought to the city, uh, that track record, I think, speaks for itself and what he will be able to do for the New Orleans Hornets. The Hornets have a wonderful fan base to begin with, and I think with Mr. Benson and his resources and his expertise in administration and uh, bringing proven winners uh, to a team, I think, uh, will prove um, an NBA championship for New Orleans one day. So uh, we're all very excited. Yeah, so these are really exciting times here in yeah. New Orleans, and uh, we're just really happy to see that the city, which at one point thought that it might lose both of its franchises, now has a long-term plan in place with local ownership to keep both teams here for a very, very long time. It really is terrific. Plus, there's a, a move now to improve the facilities where the uh, Hornets play mm-hmm. at the New Orleans Arena. That's part of the package, uh, upgrade to um, the standards necessary and re- even to raise the bar as well. So between the New Orleans Arena, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Champion Square, that entire sports district um, is in for some exciting times in the years ahead. So we, we, we really thank Mr. Benson and his organization for stepping up to the plate and bringing the, uh, the ownership home. That's wonderful for all of us. Indeed. And, you know, and what uh, other exciting things are on the forefront is what I had, uh, you know, we had initially brought you on to talk about, but Ian was biting at the bit to talk to you about, you know, sports. Well, that's, I, I agree. That's good. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> it's always something in New Orleans. And, and if you can, uh, it's interesting. The times pick you and, loves to put sports news on its front page. I mean, it's got a great sports section, but I think just pretty much every every day that's past several months there's been a sports story on the front page. Some of it we like and some of it we don't like, but for right. the most part, this is a sports town, and to have um, to have this excitement just on a regular basis now uh, is it, truly amazing, and, mm-hmm. and, and we're very special to have that. We just told them about NCAA, BCS, Sugar Bowl, all the things that we've got going on here. So lots of good sports events in the city for sure. The imp- and the impact, as Kelly uh, tells this story often, it's just the economic impact of what's occurring in the city. Uh, and a city that has been able to host so many national and international events in such a short period of time, I think bodes well to tell the story about how New Orleans is such a welcoming city and knows how to put on these events. So mm-hmm. it's all good. All good here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of a great event, you have one coming up in a week, and I'm so mad that we're not going to be here for well, it. Well, on Tuesday, we have 3,000 sailors descending yeah. upon New Orleans. And um, it's going to be wonderful. This is NOLA Navy Week. It is uh, part of the Bicentennial of the War of 1812 and Star Spangled Banner. New Orleans is the first city to participate in what will be a uh, several years series of events mm-hmm. to celebrate naval history. And the U.S. Navy is using this opportunity to help tell the story about the mission of the U.S. Navy. Right. There was a recent survey done where uh, a large majority of the population really didn't understand what the, uh, the Navy does. Uh, it, it keeps our sea lanes free and clear for commerce. It mm-hmm. defends our, our nation as well in times of war. But uh, they thought that they would use these opportunities now to, to tell the story by bringing the Navy to various cities. And in this case, New Orleans, which played a huge role in the War of 1812, right. particularly with the Battle of New Orleans, which right. didn't occur until 1815, but it was all part of that, uh, that war between us and, and Great Britain, becomes the premier port. And beginning Tuesday, we have several tall ships and war vessels coming from not only the U.S., but from Ecuador, Indonesia, Mm -hmm. France, Great Britain, Canada, 
it's it's just going to be exciting. You're going to have a major flotilla here. Yes, really. yes, it'll be probably the safest place to be in the southern part of the United States. <laughs> sure. And I'll, I'll be along the east bank of uh, of the downtown French Quarter area. Oh man! Now I've been doing a lot of uh, traveling throughout Maryland uh, for the. 1812 bicentennial, uh, the War of 1812 bicentennial, and um, yeah, I learned a lot of really interesting things about the war itself. And my first question was, why is New Orleans, you know, playing such a critical role? You know, you're opening up the um, the two-year celebration, you're closing it down, and I learned about the Battle of New Orleans. But what I, I I'm going to put you on the hot spot here because what I uh, also learned is that depending on who you talk to, whether the Amer it's the Americans, according to Americans, we won the war. According to the Canadians, they won it. According to the Brits, they never lost it. Well, the last time I checked, we have a president of the United States, and uh, and so and we love our British friends and our Canadian friends, but <laughs> you know let's let's be true about it. Right. Now, at the end of the day, uh, New Orleans survived, and uh, in fact. It, we've had such great times planning this with our British and Canadian friends, as well as, well as the French. Uh, it, it's just a, a, a great partnership. Mm -hmm. And they are, uh, with the United States, part of the planning of the celebration. So, you know, what, what happened in the past happened in the past, and, and we've got a better world, uh, we believe, for it. And mm -hmm. so we're going to celebrate in a, in a good, hearty manner. There, there are going to be receptions every night. There's fireworks Tuesday night. We're oh. putting on a 10-minute fireworks show to welcome the sailors into town. And a great thing about this is that throughout the entire week, sailors are going to be coming off the ships, not only for shore leave, because you know they do want to get into the French Quarter, but we've got them doing community relations projects throughout the city. They're going to actually put 9,000 hours of volunteer time into the community, working with kids, painting schools, planting trees, you name it, they want to be involved in it. And there's something else which we can discuss, uh, and that is the uh, Blue Angels Air Show, which will occur at the end of the, uh, to, of the celebration on Saturday and Sunday. Of mm -hmm. uh, next week? Right. The Saturday oh. and Sunday, the last two days of the NOLA Navy Week, the Blue Angels will be hosting a free air show along the shores of Lake Pontchartrain between Pontchartrain Beach and Seaboard Bridge. Those of you who know the New Orleans, it's the mm -hmm. northern part of the city, right ahead of uh, the University of New Orleans along Lakeshore Drive. And it's just a magnificent location for families to go out and picnic and enjoy uh, a three-hour air show featuring the Blue Angels and a number of other naval assets. I think I just need to stay here another week. Really. <laughs> well, you know, we we can we might be able to find your hotel room. Though uh, <laughs> Kelly can tell you that because of her good work, we're awfully busy right now. Well, Mark, we're trying to get them to move here. Actually, well, we, we want them to find permanent. <laughs> probably work to work with the mayor to get you some sort of tax incentive. I agree. Oh, okay, <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. We're always open. Uh, uh, you know, one of the things about 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 this. Uh, event that's coming to New Orleans with these tall ships. For those who've never experienced it, it's truly spectacular to see these tall masted ships, ships you don't normally see and don't normally associate with the active Navy because a lot of these ships are actually used with uh, younger soldiers or younger sailors to a kind of uh, celebrate the history of 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 the Navy, and so it's, it's really a fantastic scene to see those. One of the things that I want to talk to you about, since we're in New Orleans, uh, to talk about uh, 1812 and how New Orleans stood ground here against the British, because we're, we're here in the French Quarter, and this is somewhat high ground relative to the rest of the uh, area around the river, and that really was part of the reason why we could see the British as uh, they came up Correct. the river. Right, and we're about, if you um, take the journey down the river on a, a normal uh, powered operated ship, 
you're about eight hours down to the Gulf of Mexico. So imagine a, a ship under sail coming up the river. It has to do its tacking back and forth, and it, it's a much longer journey to get up to the to the uh, what we call the French Quarter now. So as as New Orleans was such an important port back in the uh, early 1800s, the British saw this as a, uh, a conquest for them. If they could take the port of New Orleans, then they could control the mid part of the country, and then literally split what we knew as America at that time away from the rest of the nations, uh, the rest of the, uh, the, the country. Um, so it was a very strategic uh, point for us to have men down here to keep New Orleans safe. And when the British came ashore, basically downriver at Chalmette, the current uh, location of the Battle of New Orleans, that was where the battle took place. But we could mm-hmm. see the ships coming around the turn as well. And, mm-hmm. and there's an area downriver called uh, English Turn where the ships actually came to a point. And the, uh, the story goes that there was a bluff by the U.S., Saying that there were many, many U.S. ships up further upriver, yeah. and the English actually turned and went went away, thinking that there were some some major um, vessels waiting for them, which wasn't the case. Uh, but as we know, the battle did occur in um, this, uh, January of 1815, mm-hmm. and uh, the history is is written that uh, we won under the uh, guidance of General Andrew Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest is, uh, as they say, history. You know, one of the things I find really extraordinary about this war is that. Our Navy was so inferior at that time to the Brits. I mean, I think the British had about 500 ships in their command. We had, what, 15, 12 or 15 right. Most of those were frigates, and they were they really were shore-based. And this was really the first time the U.S. actually committed as a, as a government to say we need to invest in our Navy. Mm-hmm. And that's why the U.S. Navy looks at this as really the beginning of modern naval history for the United States. This is when we really used the, the seas to protect uh, Protect the United States. Yeah. Do, do you think what helped uh, what helped us win this war too is that at that time the British were fighting, you know, on two fronts. They were fighting against Napoleon, and then we, you know, launched uh, this war. I think we launched it. I'm not sure who did, but we entered into to war with them. Right. There were some trade issues underway, uh, and you know, the, I guess there were some deep uh, seated feelings after the uh, earlier war, the mm-hmm. War of Independence, uh, and. The, the, the British were flexing their muscle. I mean, they were ruling the seas at the time. Right. And, and I think uh, what turned out was an opportunity for us to put our foot down and say we're not going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Was the Battle of New Orleans, was, was that part of, just out of curiosity, and I'm not sure if, it, if this is accurate, but was that out of um, uh, part and parcel there, the, the British uh, fight against Napoleon? Did part of that take place here with New Orleans? No, New Orleans really, uh, it was such an international city even back then because we would be celebrating our 300th birthday in, seven, in the, uh, 1718. We were founded in 1718. <laughs> we will be celebrating 300 years in 2018. So uh-huh. we were an established city, but it was a city composed of many uh, backgrounds, many inter- uh, nationalities. Uh, and um, we obviously had French, we had Creole, we had, we had a number of uh, Americans coming here. But it was a, it was the gumbo of of the United States, mm-hmm. and so uh, our efforts were to keep New Orleans safe for the American government. And I think what happened was that the the main skirmishes here were the, the British U.S. skirmishes, and and of course uh, we will come back and celebrate that in 2015. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Yeah, and with with all of these grand anniversaries on the horizon, whether it's uh, the War of 1812 bicentennial or the tricentennial for New Orleans, this is really an excuse to come and visit the city and experience history that 
for some may seem ancient history because of, you know, we're talking bicentennials and tricentennials, but this city finds a way to keep it alive. And I'm just curious, what are some of the special things that you have planned between these two stellar landmark uh, times? Well, a lot of it has to do with um, some events that we already have on the books that we were able to be um, uh, awarded. Obviously, the Super Bowl comes to New Orleans in 2013, followed by the NCAA Women's Final Four. We will probably see, uh, as Kelly's uh, organization does on a regular basis, many large conventions come through the city. Uh, New Orleans is a convention city, and it does so well in attracting those associations and trade shows here. And as we get into uh, 2015, we will see the end of the celebration, as we know, the War of 1812. Uh, so we will look for any other opportunity to celebrate New Orleans, and uh, if you've got any ideas of that, please let us know, because we are, we're open for events. Um, we just feel very blessed that we have been uh, having such a string of great events, yeah. particularly since uh, we went through so much to get here. I know, and you know, and I think it's indicative of the country really pulling behind, rallying behind this great city. Right. And uh, you mentioned, Ian mentioned, uh, the, the history and the city coming together. Our French Quarter is our iconic front door. I mean... Mm-hmm. The large majority of the people who come to New Orleans visit the French Quarter. I think, Kelly, it's over 80% of the people who actually visit yes. the city make the French Quarter their destination. Mm-hmm. So it's incumbent upon us to take care of the French Quarter. Yeah. And when you consider it, it's really over 300 years old when you think about the French Quarter itself, because it was really the highest piece of ground coming up the river, and this is where Bienville came and said, this is where I'll plant a city. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important for us to make sure that the French Quarter is clean, safe, uh, that uh, the buildings are secured and mm-hmm. that we, we keep this, this treasure that we know as the French Quarter. And, and that's a good balance because we have over 8 million people coming to the city of New Orleans on an annual basis, and yet we want to make sure that our infrastructure is ready to uh, greet those and greet yeah. people. And, and, of course, for our own citizens who live and work in the French Quarter. And, and for those who are will hopefully move here soon, <laughs> like that's you right. guys, like us. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's it's like a family reunion. Well, I'll give, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that World of Footprints has something for everyone? From great radio shows with celebrity guests and the latest travel news and information to dynamic travel deals and more. Make WorldFootprints.com your first stop. Also, don't forget to visit the Travel Marketplace for sales on travel essentials and services. Don't have the time to give back to the community? No time to socialize or network? Then volunteer with OneBrick. Volunteer only when it fits your schedule and then join us for food, drinks, and great conversation afterwards. It's a great way to meet new people, have fun, and help the community. Join us at www.onebrick.org. That's www.onebrick.org. One Brick. Volunteering made easy. I 
get the blues. I feel so lonely. My biggest musical hero and biggest influence um, is Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong, as you know, was born and raised here. And so I've always it's been kind of like my life's work, um, although he only spent his, his early years here. Um, you know, I wanted to come here and drink this water and be a part of this community that, that birthed, to me, the, the, the master of modern American music. I mean, everybody, I mean, even the guy singing right now, Louis Armstrong touched it. Has touched everyone, so you know. I think that's the main point: is to, to, to be a part of, of, of a place like that. And, and you could go on and list all the great musicians that come, that have come out of here. And so that's been my connection with wanting to be here. You're listening that was to a World blast from the past. Exclusive coverage of this year's French Quarter Festival live from the Big Easy, New Orleans, Louisiana. Let's welcome back your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, live from the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> That's what we call gun jumping in the people broadcast. Hopefully, we'll on Ian Fitzpatrick. And welcome back to the 29th Quarter Festival. We're coming to you live from the Hard Rock Cafe right here, the heart of the French Quarter in New Orleans. That was uh, Jeremy Davenport, one of the many musicians we've had on this show from our 2010 show. And Jerry had a great story. Uh, we got a little bit about what brought him to New Orleans. And as we segue into the next segment, we're going to talk about a different kind of treasure, some of the physical treasures that shape the past of this area, the plantations. And we're going to introduce you to a place we know as Homa, Louisiana, just outside, known as the hub of the Cajun Eye City, I guess. Cajun Cajunicity. Cajunicity. Oh, you see. So uh, we learned something. And so right now we are joined by Sharon Alford with the Homa CBB. Sharon, welcome to World Footprints. Thank you so much for allowing me to be with you here today. I just want to tell you, your listeners first what a wonderful experience I had when I got out in my car this morning. It's such a great day to be in New Orleans. Mm. It's like all your senses were attacked. I felt the warmth of the wonderful weather, the smell of the great food around, and you could listen to all of the wonderful music mm. around. So, people, New Orleans is the place to be today. Amen. Amen. But I'm here also to tell you that there's great things happening outside of New Orleans. And I want to say to everyone, if you have never been to New Orleans, you must come. And if you've already been to New Orleans, you must come again. Because you must come and spend enough time in New Orleans to do all the wonderful things you want to do. But tack on a couple of extra days because there's some great things to do along our bayous and in the wetlands and the physical environment of Louisiana. So, Sharon, tell for ourselves and our listeners, tell us what is Cajunicity? Cajunicity is a feeling. You know, if you look at the cultural heritage of our area, Cajuns were the people who were deported out of Nova, the area that's called Nova Scotia today in Canada down here. But once you get here, whether you're a Smith, a Johnson, or whatever, everyone is a Cajun. We have honorary Cajuns. In Cajuns, the Cajun culture is about feeling, feeling the hospitality of the people, you know, tapping your foot to the great music that we have in the dancing 
and just the feeling, the enjoying the food and the sense of friends and family. Mm -hmm. And it's what people tell us they experience when they do come to our area. And I'm going to say HOMA for the people who don't know how to spell it. It's H-O-U-M-A. And you can find out all this information on homatravel.com. Fantastic. Now, for those who are not familiar with this region, give us a sense of where HOMA is relative to New Orleans. Homa is a very easy one-hour drive. We're 57 miles southwest of New Orleans, and yes, there are things south of New Orleans. I know a lot of people don't believe it, but we're along the coast of the Gulf of Mexico, and our coastal area are the wetlands and the coastal marshes. We have world-class fishing for our fishing enthusiasts. Uh, we have offshore fishing, brackish water fishing. We're the land of the speckled trout and the redfish. And Red Snapper, we have a lot of great opportunities there. We're also the land of many of the people listening today may be familiar with the History Channel Swamp People show. Ah, it takes place there? Oh, yes, we're one of the areas. You will see Homa on the map. RJ and J. Paul are from my area. We have a lot of great swamp tours that will take you out and show you the areas, show you the alligator forms and show you the areas where the alligators do roam and the wildlife. Now, how are those areas, you know, with growing tourism, your your wetlands, pretty much, uh, you know, for the most part, as you you alluded to, how um, are those areas, how are you all maintaining the the cultural and natural integrity of those areas despite, you know, the influx of tourism that I, I know is coming? The influx of tourism... The people of our area never meet a stranger, and they love to have the tourists come. Terrebonne Parish is, we have parishes in Louisiana instead of counties. And our parish is the second largest in land size, Mm -hmm. and we're about 65% wetlands and water. So we have a lot of great areas. Uh, We sustain those areas. We have problems here with uh, vanishing wetlands because of the coastal erosion issues and everything, but along the bayous leading down to the coast is where you'll be introduced to our many different cultures. And I often call it, in Louisiana, every family, every household has that great pot of gumbo on the stove, (laughs) but our cultures are like a great pot of gumbo. We have so many different cultures that have come together and they interact, and it's the combination of those cultures that have given us the wonderful food, the wonderful music, and the feeling that you get. Within our area, we have Native Americans, we have the Cajuns, we have the African Americans, we have the Germans, all of these different cultures that live along and work together along the bayous, the scenic bayou drives. Now, in these bayou areas, uh, people may not necessarily think of them as being hospitable what types of infrastructure do you have in place to bring in tourists there in terms of things that they can see and do in terms of possibly going out on boats or and doing all of those sorts of things? And interacting with, you know, the locals for authentic experiences. You know, some of the things that I tell you today are things that tourists have actually told to me mm-hmm. because I can't make these stories up. People go down the bayous, and even down the bayous, you're going to see the working elements. You're going to see shrimp boats. Mm -hmm. You're going to see people actually working on the shrimp boats. 
we have tourists that will pull over on the side of the road and they'll talk to them and they've told me they actually end up in the house drinking coffee or having a meal with them and for Mardi Gras across Louisiana, we all experience Mardi Gras, and we all have our own celebrations. And we've had people that have come down and told me they come back year after year because that first year they were standing watching the parade next to a family, and they ended up at a party at the family's house after the parade, and now they come back every year to visit them. So how do you say that your people are one of the biggest attractions you have? Because they really are. The people of Louisiana and the people of Homa mm-hmm. just don't meet a stranger. They love we don't meet we don't make friends, we make we add people to our family. We become a member of the family. As, oh well. My sister Sharon. <laughs> that's Sharon. right, that's right. You have a place to stay in home. <laughs> oh bless you. We're trying to get them to move here, Sharon. Oh wonderful. We'll have a second home in Louisiana. That so. would be great. <laughs> you need to you need to negotiate with the bank and be in here. <laughs> I don't know how long those negotiations are going to be, but uh, they might be a little tough, but you know, I'm not inflexible. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, speaking of uh, Mardi Gras, you all boast having the second largest Mardi Gras festival in the state. In the number of parades, it's a two-week festival that uh, happens in New Orleans. We have day parades, night parades. We have boat parades. We have bayous in there. So we, we use every opportunity and every type of uh, transportation element that we have to parade on uh, Mardi Gras is a wonderful celebration. We have the night parades with the lighted floats. Uh, Mm. We've been doing it for over 70 years, so it's not a new tradition to us. It's a a long-term event, and it's a wonderful event. Sharon, as we were setting up this segment, I mentioned the plantations and Homa House. Tell us about this historic plantation and what people can see when they get there. Homeless House is located along the Mississippi River. It's not actually in my area, but it's a beautiful, beautiful place uh, just north of, um, of New Orleans. Kelly, it would be probably maybe a 45-minute drive, I think, yes. from mm-hmm. from New Orleans to get to Homeless House. Uh, the restoration there is beautiful. They have overnight accommodations mm-hmm. there as well. It's just one of the beautiful plantations along our area. There's so much diversity outside of New Orleans. You can see the plantations in the Old South in our area. You can get the Cajun cultures. Uh, So many different unique experiences for you. Do do you know any of the history of Homeless House? The Homeless House? Um, I, since it's not one of my attractions, I would hate to try to uh, create something, but it's 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 a wonderful. I know Homeless House he had the stories of one of the owners for his uh, daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. Had the spiders uh, sent in. It's just a lovely, lovely place. It mm-hmm. would definitely be a great experience for people coming to New Orleans. And I know that there's some um, bus tours at least from New Orleans because we we almost booked one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, the thing is that so many people that come to New Orleans. And encourage them to stay a little bit longer, especially our international visitors who maybe have a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Many of them come into New Orleans and then they'll spend a couple of days in Homa. They'll go up through Cajun country, maybe experience Lafayette or mm-hmm. Brobridge. You know, that's really the beauty of it is is to be able to have all the things you can do in New Orleans, but there's so much more just within a very, very short drive. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Homa's house or 
seeing the bayous with Sharon or going up and having some great crawfish in the Cajun country. There, there's so much to do. And, again, people continue. You know, we talk about how you guys come back every year and there's always something new. You never experience the same things twice. And that's just in New Orleans. Think of how much there is throughout the entire state of Louisiana. You know, and I was thinking that when you were talking, Sharon, New Orleans has a festival. It seems like every single day of the week, maybe two festivals a day. Are you guys in, in your area? I mean, do you party that much? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, one of the the things that we say, I, I guess you can say one of our Cajun philosophies, is yeah. we work hard and we play hard. You know, we reward ourselves after a hard day of work, and we take everything seriously, but then we take our food, our music, and our fun seriously as well. We're out to have a good time and increase our family, as I said before. (laughs) And how is that family growing for you? It's growing well. It really, really is. We're having a great year this year, and it's a great opportunity for those listeners out there, if you haven't chosen where you want to go this year, come down to Louisiana. Come experience one of these great festivals and great events and just a normal weekend in New Orleans. Uh, it's a unique experience. And then plan those extra days, as we said before, so that you can taste a little bit more of Louisiana. We have some good taste here. Yeah, you've got good taste, good music, good food, good, good architecture, good people. And that's really what coming to this this region, this this Gulf region, New Orleans and the surrounding areas, this is an area that really embraces people. It's not just about coming here to go to museums or just see buildings and see things, but it really is about having that personal experience that sometimes is often lost in different places of this of this country, but you can really feel like you are a part of a family here. Our residents are so proud of their home and their culture, and we really do want to share it. You know, we always talk about tourism and what big businesses is for our state, but it's just something that we love, and the hospitality is effortless here. People really, truly want to have you in their home and cook for you and show you parades and bayous and, and share this wonderful culture that we're so fortunate to have every day. Well, we'll we'll be there soon, my dear. We are blessed here in Louisiana with the resources that we have. You can come and enjoy great food. Uh, You can go down our bayous and actually see the shrimp and the seafood coming off the boats and into the plant. We're blessed with fresh fresh ingredients and fresh seafood right off the boat onto your plate. Mm -hmm. Come see us in New Orleans. Come see us in Louisiana, and please add on a trip to Homa when you come. Well, we certainly will. And, Sharon, thank you so much. I'm so glad we met each other a few weeks ago in New York. It was was a pleasure for me, and it was a blessing. It's great to be here today. Thank you all so much for this opportunity. It's our pleasure, and we will have a link to Homa Travel. on our website and, and uh, your your page as well. So thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you. So, Kella, I wanted to ask you a couple of things about, um, a couple of things that, that came up. Um, you know, there is an influx, not only of tourism, but people moving to the area, young entrepreneurs. And I heard of a program called Idea Village. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. You know, everyone knows New Orleans for the for the parties and the great, you know, le- leisure fun that you can have when you travel here. But the Wall Street Journal Market Watch actually named New Orleans one of the best cities for business last year. So mm-hmm. there is 
one of the wonderful things that have happened in the city post-Katrina is that there is an influx of entrepreneurs, young professionals who are coming back or coming to the city for the first time. And the Idea Village is a big part of that. That organization actually started before Katrina, but they are now um, helping small businesses grow their businesses. They help the entrepreneurs um, set up here. You know, so many young people have said, my gosh, I want to start a business. What better place to go than New Orleans? It's less expensive than maybe some other larger cities around right. the country. And you get to experience this, you know, quality of life that everyone comes as a you know, visitor to experience, and we get to have it every day. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to see the city win a lot more awards for business. You're going to see a lot more startups coming out of the gate here. You're going to see companies relocating here. There are groups like the uh, Greater New Orleans, Inc., which is trying to get companies to relocate their headquarters to New Orleans and Louisiana. We have um, the Downtown Development District has got a huge initiative underway to try and get what they're calling industries of the mind. So digital media, uh, social media, uh, companies that you know are run by young, talented entrepreneurs. They want them to come in and um, and not only you know start up businesses here, but live here and live in the downtown area. So lots of good things happening in that regard. And Kelly, before we go to break, uh, just want to talk about. Uh, just just one of the big initiatives you had mentioned uh, during dinner that uh, your mayor here in New Orleans made a strategic decision to focus 30 million bucks on tourism here in the French Quarter. Talk to us about that and the impact that that's going to have. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, you know, everything we're doing is getting ready for, for the Super Bowl, which we're going to have in February of 2013. So our mayor, along with the convention center and some of the city leaders, have um, allocated $30 million to go towards French Quarter improvements between now and February. So that's a lot of improvements that are going to be going on with sidewalks and historic lighting and signage and, and really, again, you know, taking our crown jewel and constantly making it better, getting ready for Super Bowl, but we're not going to stop at the Super Bowl. We want to continue to make the experience better for people, and, and part of that allocation of money is finding ways to keep up with the improvements. We're not just going to do it one time and then stop once the Super Bowl is over. We want to constantly make the city better and constantly improve. And this city knows how to host big events uh, like no other. And just when you didn't think New Orleans couldn't accommodate another event, the Festa Gals are coming to town. NBC correspondent and today's show co-host Hoda World Footprints Radio is an award-winning broadcast and leader in socially conscious travel. Hosts Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick bring you entertaining and informative interviews with well-known celebrities, newsmakers, authors and industry professionals. From environmental leaders like Bobby Kennedy Jr. and David Rockefeller Jr. to conservationists like actress Stephanie Powers and director Ken Burns. Tune in to hear travel journalism at its best. Visit unique places from around the world and stop by the worldfootprints.com website for comprehensive travel information including special daily travel deals. Are you planning a vacation, a business trip, or a honeymoon abroad? Want to enhance your trip and make a meaningful contribution to the places you visit? 
packforapurpose.org can show you how. Before you travel, visit packforapurpose.org. It's easy to make a big impact. I'm Tanya Fitzpatrick. And I'm Ian Fitzpatrick. A few years ago, we decided to leave our respective legal practices to live a more purposeful travel life and help others leave positive footprints. World Footprints was born and was quickly recognized for its award-winning journalism. We've covered events from the Olympics to a Titanic expedition, and we've discussed conservation, environmental, and public diplomacy initiatives. Join us for award-winning radio and visit our website, worldfootprints.com, for daily travel deals and comprehensive travel information. And Basin Street, here's a street. Here you Woo! For that. Woo! Yeah! Good morning, baby. Good morning with that guy. Oh, oh man. You might oh, man. start dating after that. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. The best, the best. Wow. Thank you. I'm honest. Well, you know, you, we... I just thought that Emma wasn't available, so you called me over here. That's right. Oh, <laughs> oh He was yeah. booked up. <laughs> hey, but I'll take his seconds any day. You know what oh. I'm saying? Well, man, how y'all been? Good? Oh, we're great. good. Great. Are y'all enjoying yourself? We, we are, are loving it. Time. And uh, you folks know how to take care of folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you haven't seen anything yet, because I ordered some special weather for you. You're listening to World Footprints, exclusive coverage of this year's French Quarter Festival, live from the Big Easy, New Orleans, Louisiana. Let's welcome back your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, live from the Hard Rock Cafe. Here, before I wound up disappearing in uh, your next segment, uh, you know, that, that was a flashback from our very first show. Where I believe Chef Lo Cicero of Cafe Giovanni here really tried to <laughs> on you. He proposed to me. Yeah, <laughs> on live radio in my presence. Well, what can I say? It's Marlon. Come on, Ian. What can you say? <laughs> well, I can say that uh, I understand why because Tanya, I think, is pretty fine. So, <laughs> you know. Ooh. Oh, brownie points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. And now I've got to tell you goodbye, babe. <laughs> Gals only for the rest of the show. Right? I mean, oh, he'll get. He'll, you can get a question in if he wants to. But I tell you what, it comes June. The French Quarter is going to be paved with pink boas. When the sexy gals come to town from the Stiletto Stroll down Bourbon Street to the Bodacious Bra event, the festive gals will be the hottest party on. And however, ooh, however, it is more than a great party. It's a great chance to leave positive footprints in stilettos, mind you, for a great cause. And ladies, if you want to know more, you have to meet my new best friend and another sister because we embrace everybody in this city as our family. We're related to the whole, the whole city. Um, Diane Lyon, the founder of Festigals. Hey, girlfriend. Hi, Tanya. It's so nice to be here. Well, Festigals is the ultimate girlfriend getaway in the French Quarter. Where else in the world would you like to be with your best friend, your mother, your sister, or, you know, your just new best friend that you just met? Uh, It's going to be a great thing on June 22nd, 23rd, 24th -hmm. in the French Quarter, the official headquarter hotel. It's the Montelion Hotel. And because it's summer, uh, we have fantastic unbelievable summer rates at the Montelion of 149 per night. My goodness. Deal. Now, Diane, I have to ask you, this is the second year, um, second annual uh, Festi Gals Conference. You're a full-time special event planner. 
why on earth did you deprive yourself of more sleep by creating this new this new? Uh, it is conference. a bit cuckoo, I can tell you that. But, you know, I felt it was really important for our city. We have a festival for everything. It's French Quarter Fest this weekend is a great celebration of food mm -hmm. and fun. Um, I felt that we have an oyster festival and we have tomato festivals, but we didn't have a festival just for women. And as an event planner, it was really important. I kept hearing people say uh, when I would plan meetings, I'd love to come back to New Orleans with my girlfriend or bring my mom back to New Orleans. So I thought, wow, this would be a fantastic thing to create so women can experience the cultural diversity of our city, the music, the food, the fun, the fashion. I mean, we are a mecca and a unique city in America. Everybody needs to come here. And all it was about getting women to come on their own and experience it with their girlfriends. Well, I'm very honored that you've invited me to give a diva discussion coming up. And uh, But, you know, you've also had, uh, you have a big headline game coming. You, you For your first year, you had Solo Dyad O'Brien. This year, you have Hoda Kopti. How are you doing that? Oh, we're so excited. Um, friends of friends. It's all about girlfriends networking. That's how uh -huh. we do it. And um, this year, yes, we have Diva Discussions, and you're coming, as well as Carrie Broussard, who wrote a book called um, Cinderella, the CEO, which I think most of us can identify with at some point in our lives. We also have Colleen Mulvaney, who wrote a book about cocktails. She's a lifestyle um, from Connecticut, and she's got awesome books, so we'll be drinking a lot of her cocktails. Ooh. Our headliner, though, on Friday for the Diva Discussions is, of course, Hoda Coffee for the NBC uh, correspondent, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, Today Show host. Mm -hmm. And um, she will be um, hosting the Today All the money that we raised, this event will cost $275 for the entire weekend. So if you don't know what to do in New Orleans, if you sign up for Festigals, we will take care of all of your fun. Um, Diva discussions with you and the other girls. We have the Bodacious Bras, which we're auctioning off for the Cancer Association of Greater mm -hmm. New Orleans. And so all money will go to that. Um, then Friday afternoon, we have um, a party at the uh, most fantastic um, antique store in New Orleans, Rouse Antiques, followed by the historic New Orleans collection. And then that at night, we have like pub crawls on Bourbon Street that are safe with, you know, guy boys to come along, guy toys okay. to come with you. Guys, oh, guys. Okay. And then Saturday morning, we have Café du Monde, which is, of course, marvelous to start our morning off. Private home tours in the French Quarter, behind the scenes, like you would never get on your own. And then Saturday lunch is a really big flash. I can't talk about it quite yet, but we have a celebrity award-winning chef oh. who will be hosting a very special luncheon on Saturday. And then Saturday afternoon, we have a pool party. And, of course, what pool party would be complete without Cabana Boys to <laughs> wait on you and bring you your great cocktail. Cocktails. You might get another uh, marriage proposal. <laughs> That's right, Colleen. And then Saturday night is the Stiletto Stroll. It is the ultimate all-girl with a bunch of, of course, boy toys in there. Um, parade through the French Quarter with, um, you know, second-line bands and, of course, stilettos, if you feel like it, limos, things like that, mm -hmm. and um, hula girls, all mm -hmm. kinds of fun things. And Saturday night after that, we have a Bourbon Street experience at Bourbon Heat, a private party. Again, flowing cocktails, mm -hmm. great food, um, all for $275. So you have to go to the festigals.org website right. to get all the details. And, yeah, obviously, festigals.org is plastered all over worldsofprints.com. Yeah. So we'll, people will, will find other way to you and, and so go to World for Friends and you'll get it all exactly Kelly are you going to be sporting the stiletto I you know what I am and I think it's so great we're so fortunate that Diane has 
has formed Fessy Gals because, again, it is, you know, after being an event planner for many decades, she is going to share her knowledge of the city. She's going to really give people an insider view. I mean, this is something that as a resident of New Orleans, I would never even have the opportunity to experience. So you're going to get enrichment from these wonderful seminars. It doesn't matter if you're a young professional or if you're a grandmother or if you're a mom trying to juggle your kids and career. These diva discussions are going to inspire you and and give you tips for being a better person. Mm -hmm. You're going to get these amazing behind-the-scenes tours of New Orleans that you would never normally get. And again, it's all a great value, $275, not the Monthlyon, which is the steel. And, and again, all of it is going to benefit a great cause for cancer research. So it's really, you just, it is going to be so much fun. You just, you can't even, you really can't miss it. It's going to be a really special weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as long as we've been coming here and all the events that I know you guys do, I've not seen one just for gals. So thank you. It's going to be great. I forgot to say that on Sunday morning, we're going to go to St. Augustine Church. Oh. And that is for this amazing, authentic gospel experience. Um, and it's a one-of-a-kind. It's the oldest Catholic, um, black Catholic um, um, church in <laughs> America. And this gospel experience is just one of a kind. We'll follow that um, with a tour of the, one of the oldest um, homes in New Orleans, which is was used by the madams of New Orleans back in the 1910. You know, we had legalized prostitution here, and this was the last home of the last madam. This is a wonderful gift to give your mother for Mother's Day or your sister or your wife. You want to have that great football weekend, guys? Well, give your wife a weekend in New Orleans, and you got a free pass to go anywhere. Well, Diane, I don't want to be selfish about it, but <laughs> I, just, I just wonder if there's a Festa Guys conference planned in the future. You know, I keep getting that, so I think we might add some Festa into this experience very soon. I think that could be fun. You well, could be a cabana boy. Honey. A cabana boy. boy yeah. Cabana boy. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I think I work hard enough as a lawyer, broadcaster, and everything else. <laughs> I get a bank of the end, you know. Cocktail, please. I need some But uh, also, too, uh, and I know my wife is too modest to mention this, but she's also going to be one of the participants mm-hmm. as well in the conference, and uh, I know she has some surprises planned, too, but did you want to preview what you might be doing? Uh, um, well, you know, what I'm going to talk about will kind of piggyback on our book, Success Simplified, which we co-wrote uh, with Stephen Covey and Patricia Fripp and other thought leaders. Um, but the title of my uh, Viva discussion is Live on Purpose, and it's essentially, you know, pursuing identifying your passion and pursuing your purpose through your passion, which is what we're doing with World Footprint. Passion. It's all about passion. Yeah. And it's fun and fashion and food in the French Quarter, girls. Yeah. June is a great month to come to New Orleans. It'll be a lot of fun, and we just cannot wait to see you here, Tanya, and to hear your discussion. Oh, oh my gosh. You. Now, do you have um, – the registration is uh, going on now. Do you have a cutoff date for the hotel? Um, the cutoff date for the hotel is probably June 10th. Okay. Yes. June 10th. So we do need to get that. But it's a great thing. Like I said, Mother's Day is coming. You don't know what to get for your mother. I mean, I'm the mother of two boys. I know how that is. They're like, oh, I don't know what she needs. Sister to New Orleans, my gosh, how good is that? Yeah. A great experience in your mother, your sister, your girlfriend, whatever. 
And speaking of mothers, we'll try to get uh, ours down. They usually travel with us uh, for French Quarter Festival, and they're, they're leaving for Europe in a few days, and so they can do both. But they've called us both during this show, you know, um, kind of coveting. Uh, they'll be our honorary festigals. They love yeah. New Orleans. The French Quarter show is not the same without your two moms here. but. <laughs> I have a pink boa just for them, oh, and we have Festigal Go Cups and a special Festigal bag that you get with your registration. I mean, there's just so much in there, and coupons and discounts, and like I said, the shopping in the French Quarter is one of a kind. And, so. and you're speaking their language right now, <laughs> Mom. Believe me, Diane, my mom might be dangerous with her red hatters and uh, you know a boa like that. Watch out, New Orleans. Get her down here. Well, Kelly, you have to be really, really proud, though, just to have this. And, and honestly, Diane, this, it's so successful in such a short period of time. I mean, what you've done is, I mean, what you've created in such a short period of time is phenomenal. Thank you. Well, it's the, the CVD and the New Orleans community that's behind it. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they all embraced it as soon as I said, let's do a women's event called Sexy Gals. And they were 100% behind. So mm-hmm. that's been very helpful because, you know, people, they connect me to people like you. And it's all about women networking mm-hmm. and the great mm-hmm. experience in New Orleans. Now, I wanted to ask you, I just want to circle back to the Bodacious Bra yeah. event. So you mentioned that you'll be selling. Are you selling um, uh, created or artistic bras? We have um, about 25 artists that are committing to create, and they're not just artists. Some are celebrities. Um, Martina Mm -hmm. McBride has committed to do a bra. Um, And uh, so they're going to be decorating these bras, and they'll be showcased at Steinmart, uh, which is, you know, here in the southeast. Mm -hmm. And they'll be um, in, but also we're selling them online, as well as the auction that day. Um, So if you go to World Footprints website, then you'll connect to uh, Festigals, Mm -hmm. and you'll see the information about the Bodacious Bra event. And as I said, the money goes to Cancer Association Greater New Orleans, which helps underserved women uh, dealing with cancer. Okay, awesome. And I know you've, you've, I mean, you've partnered with women organizations before last year. It was, um, I think, Women... Oh, last year we did Dress for Success and um, Women for Women International. Okay. So So we're we're starting a a tradition here, you know, giving back to women. So this is a women for, or gals for gals. Gals for, it's all about women, and it's all about women of all ages. We looked at um, what what would be fun, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, there's a 28-year-old out there, and there's a 60-year-old out there, and they both want to have fun. I mean, we all work so hard, and we also spend so much time taking care of so many other people that women deserve a weekend just about them, pampering, re-energizing, reinvigorating, and in a wonderful city like New Orleans, which is so unique across the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also a homecoming like you, Tanya. It'll be sort of a homecoming for Hoda Kotb because she is sort of an adopted New Orleanian. She worked for many years at WWL Television here, so we know that she's very excited to to come back to her adopted hometown, New Orleans, and and be part of Festigals as well. So it'll be fun for us to, Diane and you and me and everyone else, to hang out with Hoda Kotb that Saturday. I just want to tell the guys, clear the streets. Clear the streets. The are coming. <laughs> so much fun. And that stiletto stroll on Saturday night. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Last year's stiletto stroll blew people away. We had um, three different um, women's marching groups. There's something called the Pussyfooters of New Orleans. 
There's the Camel Toe Stompers, the Versatile Ladies of Style, and they are interspersed with the Festy Gals who are, you know, just strolling through with their cocktails. And that was just outrageous. And the Pussyfooters have already committed for this year, and they wear these uh, outrageous pink outfits and bustiers. So, men, you want to come to the French Quarter to see. I, I wish the listeners gals. could see the look on Ed and Ian's faces right now. <laughs> I just sense trouble. That's what I think. But uh, it, it sounds like it's all good, and uh, I'm sure all of the participants will have a fantastic time. So, and, and like I said, we have Fessy Gals, um, the website, fessygals.org, plastered all over uh, our website, and certainly um, it's an easy website to remember and, and click to, and you'll see photocopies based on, uh, on the cover. On the homepage. Thank you again for hosting us today, and we look forward to seeing everybody in New Orleans in June. Yay. All the women. Come on down. <laughs> go, gals, and bring your go cups. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> well, Kelly, you know, thank you so much again for, for bringing us down. And I have to say, I love you all. I love you all. I'm looking forward to the, the Super Bowl, um, and my dream Super Bowl game and come hell or high water, we're going to be down here covering this thing, at least, you know, taking photographs. I I, I want the Detroit Lions, and they're so badly I can taste it. That's my, okay. my hometown. Thinking the Saints, okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. Saints and Ravens, how about yeah. that? There you go. Saints and Detroit Lions would be even better. I'll settle for that one, too. Okay. <laughs> But thank you all so much for, for joining us. And, and as always, you know, we're happy to spend some quality time with you. And if you'd like more of World Footprints Radio, including our World Footprints Travel Report, uh, giving you the latest breaking travel news, visit us at worldfootprints.com. And while there, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're Tanya and Ian. Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, we've been joined today. Uh, of course, our, our fantastic engineer, Ed Cole. And Thank you, Ed. My, uh, our sister from another mister, Kelly Schultz, <laughs> the CVB, and, uh, and a whole host of new friends and new family members. Uh, so we'll see you guys on the air again really soon. And until then, let the good times roll and enjoy blue skies and travel that leave positive footprints.